Peace, everybody. I'm your host, Vina, and welcome to the Confession Corner, a space where black adults are able to talk about mental health, self-awareness, and self-actualization. I have a very special guest today. She is rolling in very hot hey, on the Confession. You know I like this song. You know I like this song. <laughs> I just thought about it. So I was like, oh, no, wait. And I was listening to my car on the way here. But we have a very special guest, a hot special guest today. This is Kayla, everybody. Hi, Kayla. Hey, how y'all doing? <laughs> so I am so excited for you to be here. I am so grateful for you to be here and just taking time out of your schedule just to really sit down and chat with me, be present on the show, and just give some insight, okay? Thank you for having me. I'm treating this day like a Beyonce concert. Oh. Like if anybody would have tried to do anything with me before this, I'd be like, mm -mm, no, I, I don't have time. I'm, I'm going to sit at the confession You're gonna corner. Make, you're gonna I'm make going me to cry. I don't have anything to do after this. I'm going to the confession corner. <laughs> and and period period thank you so much all so. the punctuation <laughs> so i'm gonna give you some time to just talk about who you are a little bit you know just what you do Ugh. just give you time to just just pump yourself up you know what i'm saying because you are a phenomenal woman okay phenomenally amen mm -hmm. oh lord damn it I mean, Lord, I was, you shouldn't cuss you could, that. You could cuss. You should, yeah, but I said Lord first, and you probably yeah. really shouldn't do that, so I apologize. <laughs> my bad, bro, because you look out for me. But, okay. Hi, my name is Kayla Dixon. Oh, what do I say? What do I usually say? I forgot my intro. I haven't given it Kayla, in so long. Oh, yeah, I'm Kayla, I think. My mama named me that, but sometimes I don't know what the fuck is going on with me. <laughs> um, I am a person who communicates through art, uh, I think a lot of shit be happening in my brain, and the only way that I can get it straight is to make something. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it just comes out in a very salacious way. I don't know why. The salacious. I learned that word like two, two, three years ago, and I was like, what does that mean? And it was like, you know, very, well, I'm going to let you go ahead. It explained it. You want to go? I'm gonna, to pull, I'm gonna have to pull out my phone because I use the word, but I really like to give the dictionary. Like it's very sensual, very seductive um, type of vibe. Uh, that's kind of what I got from it. From very, Webster. very much like sexual energy, but mm. just instead of saying sexual, salacious, salacious. salacious. Mm. I definitely Tastes so good. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> thirst trap for the greater good is like my mantra. Um, oh, that's cute. Yeah, so like everything that I do, usually it has a sexual undertone underneath. I can't help it. That's just how producti productivity comes to me. Mm -hmm. So let me see. I sing sometimes. That's how I get those sometimes. thoughts out. Uh, Ma'am. Do you have something else to say? I don't know no. what you're saying. You got to say something else for me to you know. Y'all, Kayla sings like a song bird. When we was at um, the film, the real life club, or yeah, the um, film event, and you was singing along, I was like, hold on. I mean, I've heard you sing before, but you could sing. I was like, wait a minute. That's why I told you, I said, I'm gonna call you every night. I haven't done it yet, but I'm gonna call you every night, and I'm gonna need a lullaby. Okay. I'm gonna need a lullaby, okay? I got you, because I, I haven't been singing, so I got you. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I sing sometimes. Uh, I really enjoy writing music. Um, the writing music aspect turned into something else when 
I started writing on my clothes. I started writing messages on my clothes to go along with the music that I was writing. And uh, it turned into a brand called the Intercourse Collection. I write messages to black people on sexy dresses. Yeah, I call it thirst trapping for the greater good. <laughs> Every time somebody buys a new piece from me, it comes with like a bio or a dissertation. So you know what my thought process was behind the actual quote. Right. Um, I'm actually wearing one right now. What does that say? It says, tell me about the books you read and that shit get me wet. Okay. This is like my first date shirt. Like, I really would like to know what... What um, you're into. Yeah, what you're into, what you're reading, why you're reading it, what you're getting from it. Does it have to be particularly, like, reading? Because I like to listen to audiobooks sometimes or, like, watch shows and documentaries. I don't care. Okay. I don't care. That's fine. But also, with wearing the shirt, it it also is like... I can't, you, you can't wear this shirt without having something to talk about in a book as well. So mm-hmm. that it helps hold me Holy accountable. Mm-hmm. But, okay, so that thing turned into me taking, like, really cute pictures to, like, promote the shirts or promote the dresses. Um, and, of course, to keep the salacious, sexy energy, the, the photos were sexy. Uh, I got into taking pictures for myself, and then other people wanted me to take their pictures. Other people saw me taking pictures of people, and then somebody else hit me up and was just like, hey, how do you feel about, like, making a dirty magazine? That's the birth of that. Yeah, it was. It wasn't the dirty magazine was not my idea though. Okay, so what is a dirty magazine? Go ahead. That's like that just really <laughs> took me for Luke. Cause I'm like, yo, where is she? This is falling into something. Go ahead. See, this is why I ain't talked. About, I don't know. I haven't talked about this in so long. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I am the creative director and editor in chief of mm, a dirty magazine. <laughs> um, we uh, we like to highlight people of color in the nude as art. And we also like to have really nasty conversations as well, but in a productive manner, in a productive manner. Um, Again, the whole energy behind how sex can make us productive, Mm -hmm. I feel like it bleeds, like it bleeds through me, like that is in my blood veins. And I pour that energy into the magazine. So, yeah. So beautiful. I I probably do other things too, but I... that's all I'm for creative old time hottie uh what else I'm gonna say very multifaceted very multifaceted you know as as always um but I do remember like first meeting you when you were promoting your dirty magazine and me myself I'm very fluid with my sexuality and just the idea of sex and nudity and everything I'm not too like far-fetched I'm like oh well uh, uh you know I'm very consensual very respectful about you know the body but also I'm very open to um just exploring new things especially with sex and the topic of sex because a lot of people make it so taboo when I'm like well this is kind of what adults engage in almost all the time so I like to make sure that people know that it's normal to just talk about sex or even and just be be wrapped up in that conversation because a lot of people just put it off like oh no 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 I'm like why are we turning a blind eye to oh. it, like it don't don't it just it just annoy you? I'm like, uh, I don't know. I don't know what the word is of how it makes me feel because the fact that you just said like we have sex so much, but then we don't 
talk about, about it. it. Matter of fact, who the fuck, t- who taught you how to fuck? Exactly. Who taught you who how taught to have sex? To t- who told you about your vagina and your penis and exactly. what to do with that? Because what's the class that we took in high school? Sexual education. Yeah, that was that was Girl. teaching you how to put on a condom. It was t- teaching you about STDs. It does not teach you about pleasure at all. It doesn't teach you how to actually have a great experience with a partner or with yourself. Or with yourself. So, or to let you know that certain things, I know masturbation can be normal if practiced you know, uh, I want to say in moderation, intentionally. Yeah, intentionally moderation and health wise, you know, healthy. And it, it's so many things I left out and especially like parents or other guardians, you know, who educated you on that? Who made you feel comfortable in your own skin? Because I know I've heard different stories where, you know, people's parents avoided the conversation until they was like in their early 20s. And they it's still, too late. It's too it's late. Too we, late. Don't fuck, we don't fuck so many motherfuckers since it's then. It's like, too late. It's like so... Why wasn't this, you know, interjected into, like, the early courses? But nonetheless, I remember meeting you when I first saw it, and I was like, oh, this is such a dope concept. You know, it's not, it gives very much a salacious vibe, but it's not in a raunchy, you know, degrading type of way. It's very promotional, it's very uplifting, and it's also um, intentional. It's not to make anybody feel like, oh, well, this is not you know, this is this is not supposed to be seen, but, you know, we're going to sneak and show it anyway. No, you're proud to promote it, and that's kind of what draw, drew me to you and, and your team. I'm like, yo, this is, this is dope because this is very, I want to say, very bold, but also honorable because not a lot of people do this. You don't see that. That same day that I met you, I remember this guy walked up to our table, and he had his kid. The kid was probably about that high Mm -hmm. and I I think what happened was he wanted to he wanted to engage in our table but he had his son Mm -hmm. so I I asked him it was just like do you want me to take your son over here and we just play over here in the grass like Mm -hmm. in in sight and you can like have whatever conversation it is you want to have with with the teammates and so at some point we switched over and maybe he left the table and he just came to retrieve his son he was just like I really like what y'all are doing because it's so tasteful it's like tasteful. The, the way it's, it's not it's it, the way that like this shit look clean good. it's clean this shit looks not like oh yeah come look at my like my nipple look at that. look at it like it's kind of like you know look at this how does it make you feel you know and it may not be showing the whole nipple it may show like a side boob and it's like oh wow it just gets your imagination running it makes you feel as if like like you said it's tasteful it's not raunchy and i do love the promotion of black bodies you know what i'm saying a lot of the times we're told to be ashamed of our bodies you know black women got all these curves and all these hips and all this ass and a lot of people like you know try to regulate that and it's like you know let's just enjoy it and find the promotion in that especially with men you know the different bodies of men and especially black men and how they should feel like not normal but they should love it more than just being objectified by it because you know the people have fetishes of black men in their bodies and stuff like that so i really do adore the way y'all promote that i really do the, i really do love the way that you're open about it and you're also very um concrete about consent because that's a big thing around with sexuality as well a lot of people think sexuality think free and i'm going to go on a wild rampage with it i'm going to da, da, da. but there are different levels there's a structure to it as well and i do honor you and the team for that shout out to bemo uh, yogi <laughs> shout out to bemo yogi thanks you guys <laughs> but y'all are phenomenal at what y'all do and, and i must give you your flowers 
Thank you. About it, about it, because it's really good. I love it. You make it a safe space. I I appreciate you because Mm -hmm. um, we don't know what the fuck we doing. We don't. We don't know what the fuck we doing. Like I don't think anybody. <laughs> well, okay, so hold on. This Low is the key. thing. This is the thing, though. If you go into another field like tech or mm-hmm. um, psychology or something like that, there is a structure there, and there's like a roadmap of how you go about doing X, Y, Z. But this is like uncharted territory. Yeah, especially but like in the day and age that we are in. Like it's always something. The way that you're. So even the idea of showing people black bodies that are nude but doing it in a respectful way, we're still targeted. Like mm-hmm. Instagram is shadow banning us, oh, mind you. Yeah. We don't even got that. We don't even got no titties no. on Instagram. We don't even <laughs> have no really titties. Up. There are no real. titties up there yet. They're all in my fucking phone because Instagram will take our shit down. Right. But it's just like, how are we going to know? that our bodies are okay just the way they are. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't know what happened to titties after you give childbirth. Really? I didn't know that. Your body just changes. I'm not no doctor, so I don't, you know, really know, no, no, but I've seen, like, other women who gave birth, and I'm like, oh, wow, I I never knew this. Yeah, but also the same thing with men, though. Like, some people don't know what an uncircumcised penis is and would be scared of it if they saw one and be like, what's that? And it's just like, he's just, he just got a little extra skin. Bitch, put it in your mouth. Put it in your mouth. It's okay. And it is okay. So, thank you so much. Kayla. (laughs) So, today, our topic is going to be on the art of anger management. Oh my gosh! <laughs> okay, <laughs> just just the, just um, okay. discussing just discussing the difference between anger and rage, and understanding the triggers of anger and how do we, especially as Black women, uh, compose ourselves within that type oh. of. <laughs> I know it may be a little deep, but compose ourselves within that type of situation or that type of environment, and then just honestly taking the choice to either opt out of anger or embrace it and how does that look for us or for you more so because you're the guest okay so you, s- you said a lot and i, I don't did. know where to start it's okay what so, you okay so um what is your like what is the difference between anger and rage to you like how does that look the difference between those two oh the difference between anger and rage mm-hmm. uh, like where does it feel what does it feel like in your body I think rage Mm -hmm. for me is like a blinding type of feeling. Mm. Um, I definitely can get hella hot. Like physically (laughs) I'd be hot and it's real chaotic in my brain. I, I think for me, anger, anger can still be productive. Something can make me angry and I retaliate but it's in a productive manner. Yeah. I can still think straight. Rage, on the other hand, I'm not thinking straight. straight. I just go straight to it. Right. I just go straight to it. Um, uh, yeah, for me, I think that is the difference. Yeah. I don't know what anybody else would say. Because in the dictionary, that's what it mainly is. I was going to say, because rage is more so of a, of a blinding, uncontrollable anger. Uncontrollable anger, and like how you said, your mind is in chaos. It's yeah. just not... Uh, thinking properly and then also anger i like how you said like it could be productive because i don't know if you ever watched um what is the show lord american gods 
when it was, I forgot the character, Mr. Nancy, mm -hmm. was telling slaves, like, you know, anger gets shit done. I, you know, ooh, ooh. <laughs> What's the, hold anger on, what Shannon, what Shannon Sharp say? Oh, Lord. <laughs> yes, the other day. <laughs> Girl, anger gets, I'm, I'm a firm believer in that anger gets shit done. It does. Like, for real. I don't know if I tweeted it the other day or I just thought it. But, like, when you get me angry, I think I work better. I really do. Like, you do got to get me a little uh, angry. A little bit. Like, as an artist, you got to get me a little angry so that I guess I have more of a fire underneath me to get the shit done. Mm -hmm. Like... And probably do it well too. Not trying to say you wouldn't do it well, but it's kind of like you know. And on it's, top of that, I think it makes it even more important. It's heightened up, like right. my, it's heightened up my my want and my need. And the, <laughs> she's the, like, I'm gonna do this and on yep, top of that. Yep, because you pissed me off with whatever it is the fuck you did. So you gonna see that I did this motherfucker <laughs> right here. You gonna see that I did this motherfucker right here. You going to in front see of your face? In front of your. Ooh. <laughs> I'm so spiteful. I'm working on it. I'm it's so okay. spiteful. No, I think that I'm I seen a post on Instagram and it was like a text message conversation. Somebody said, what motivates you the most? And it was like disrespect because I feel as if, and it's, it, it's, it's useful in the terms of being productive. I will say that's one of the greater things about anger. I personally have used it to just trailblaze certain goals and certain achievements and get them done and know that, whoever made me angry or disrespected me or whatever the case may be, um, make sure they saw it. Like, you ever heard Applying Pressure by J. Cole? Like, that's the theme song in my head. And listen to it, you're going to be like, oh, yeah. What album? What uh, off, um, um, The Off Season. The, off, the most recent J. Cole oh. one. Yeah, Applying oh. Pressure. Listen to Applying I Pressure. Love, I love J. Cole. And I, <laughs> if you see this, J., I haven't listened to it yet. I'm sorry. Oh, the off season, girl, you gotta give it to you. It's gonna motivate you so much. But the song Applying Pressure really feeds into my my beast mode, uh beast mode type of vibe. Like once I wanna get something done and I know somebody is watching or I know somebody is like motivated me to to go ahead and achieve certain things with like the Form of disrespect behind me, I'm gonna make sure you see it, and I'm gonna make sure you see it, and I'm just not gonna say nothing too much because once I, once it's done, it's gonna speak for itself. I, th I think creatively, that's how I talk shit. <laughs> I, I, okay, I'm not okay. So at a spades table, I'm not the I'm not the spades player who talks shit the whole time. You gonna see when I put my card. Don't down. it feel so good? You like mm. it do and it do, and I love and it. it. <laughs> I love being the quiet little one at the and motherfucking like, okay. table, and it's just like mm -hmm, you want to be on my team because God got me. Okay, <laughs> okay. The, I be blessed with spades over here. All the High time. cards. That's lit. So when we know the difference between anger and rage, right? What takes you from anger to rage? Because I know anger is like an annoyance type of little situation it could be done in productivity but what takes you from anger to rage mm -hmm. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if i know i'm trying to remember the last time somebody got me there oh 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 damn I can only think of like one instance at this moment where I was like enraged. Cause you're a very calm person. 
I do be hella calm. You know, I, <laughs> that's why I be in the <laughs> house. Very oh, calm person. Oh, never mind. Maybe I should think of why I stay in the house. That's a better <laughs> reason. That'll help me figure out what it was that got me enraged. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know what? <clears throat> you know what? <laughs> it was. What's the question? So I don't go on a rant. So what? What takes you from anger to rage? Like, what does a person have to do to take you from, like, I'm just a little angry, a little annoyed, to, like, oh, yeah, nah, it, it's go time? Think about it, minute. I'm trying to figure out how to say it. Because okay. I do feel like I was at the tip of rage in this situation. Mm -hmm. I got caught up in a nigga moment on Cinco de Mayo. Oh no! Cinco, like Cinco de Mayo is a child's <laughs> holiday. At this, I mean, no disrespect, no disrespect <laughs> to what it really means. But like here on fucking U Street, it's a child's holiday. Oh wow! And That's a jubilee. The, the, <laughs> the children were outside doing dumb shit. Oh, what is it that this young lady did that took me from anger to rage? Was it her tone? Was it something that she said? I think it was her inability to like listen okay. and to reason and okay. to just like be a, uh, I don't want to keep using the word productive, but like she wasn't even trying to help solve the problem. She okay. was just trying She's to get, a, yeah, she wasn't solution based at all. She was just. It was like... Does that usually make you, like, take you to that yeah, different type of space? Yeah, because I be calm. I be calm. And, like, I think everybody... I don't think there's a person in the world that would say Kayla started some shit mm -hmm. or is, like, out here actively trying to, like, muster up something. Like, right. I'm, I'm, I guess I feel confrontational, mm -hmm. but... I try to be productive with the confrontation. Again, I use it in an artistic way. So, in person. Uh -huh. oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Just pick it up. <laughs> I didn't know what that was. Okay. But, like. Uh, I, I think it enrages me when. We can solve a problem and you're trying your hardest just to be on top. Like, okay, okay, let me give an example. Let me give the example. Go of ahead, what give happened. an example. So, this particular Cinco de Mayo, mm. of course, there are no parking spots. Okay, of course, there's not. There, there are no parking well, spots. You sure in DC, Cinco de Mayo, any type of holiday, 4th of July, uh, Juneteenth, uh, what else? I probably I feel like Juneteenth energy was different. Okay. But the Cinco de Mayo to niggas and tequila. Oh, a scary combination. It was a mess. Okay. It was a mess. It was, and there were no parking spots. And we know from boom, the Boondocks, no parking moment. spots. A nigga moment. And I got caught up in one. Just I, it happened so fast. Mm -hmm. But like so, the quickest way to say this: my home, my home girl and her people was looking for a parking spot, and I just happened to be walking, mm -hmm. and I see one. I actually see a um 
I see a parking lot mm -hmm. and in front of the parking lot is a parking spot that somebody just pulled off and my homegirls is really right up the street so they could go ahead so and they could it. come yeah. and swing up and get in it so what I did was I went and stood in the parking spot so that so they, they could, could back up so, so they could come and get in it and like as soon as I went and got in the parking spot mm -hmm. this other car like backed out of the parking lot so they could swing around and get the parking spot. Now I'm on the phone with my homegirl and I was just like, oh, never mind, it's already taken. The other people who got out of the parking lot swung back to try and get this parking spot heard me and was just like, oh no, bitch, what are you talking about? It's already taken. Like who, not you, I was like, whoa. I'm on the phone Excuse with, the, I'm on the phone telling my friends that the parking spot is already gone because I see you coming. Right. They couldn't hear any of that. It was like a cloud of, we gonna get this bitch. Yeah. I was just like, wow, I was about to give it to you. <laughs> and so like, I, you trying to be like the peacemaker or whatever, I'm asking them like, yo, I'm trying to explain to you what's happening mm -hmm. and they couldn't hear it. They couldn't hear it. Like I'm talking in calm voice and I really want them to understand like, yo, I'm about to give it to you. I'm, right. we, we good. Yeah, we good. That's not what it was. Like, girls jumped out of cars. Niggas, Excuse me? All of this for nothing. It happened in, like, six seconds. This and is so a nigga moment. That, girl, but, girl saying, but that was, it was, it was them not listening. It was me trying and then them not listening or trying to, like, be... <sighs> That that shit enrages me because I see it all the time. You you know how you look on Instagram or on Twitter and you see people going back and forth. Mm -hmm. The whole Twitter hand. What did Drake say? Twitter hands. Twitter fingers. Yeah yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just like that's happening in real life now. And I don't know if it's the pandemic. I don't know what it is. But niggas don't have no type of like solution resolution to be solution type. based yeah, and be like, like in person quick just quick to anger slow to patience yeah and, it's, and it's so very I, not it's not <laughs> it's not conducive at all yeah and so i just think that is what takes me over the top because niggas is smart mm -hmm. we got brains why we can't <laughs> like we we too intelligent for us to be just creating havoc for ourselves right that enrages me that takes oh me from gosh. anger to rage because the situation itself is just like, oh, okay, I can be angry about this. Right, but, but the fact that we can't work together to, to get this shit done, out. that enrages me. And you really want to fight over a parking spot over that's parking sitting spot? in front of a parking <laughs> lot. That's sitting in front of a parking <laughs> lot. Is. I hope the motherfuckers see this too. <laughs> and then they're going to do, they're going, hey, um, who was that guest that you? I'm like, look, we ain't got the time, but you should have known better. You should have known fucking It's okay. Me. Can you just do better next Cinco de Mayo? <laughs> I promise I won't be out there. I'm coming out on the 6th. <laughs> I'm just playing. I think that, I think what takes me from anger to rage is the inconsideration or like the no. Let's just say if I tell you something or we do something or whatever the case may be, like I'm like, hey, for instance, somebody, I, I knew something was a boundary for me with somebody, and they were like, okay, yeah, you know, we had a whole full-blown conversation. They're like, I hear you, I understand you. I'm like, okay, cool, bet. The following couple of weeks, a situation happens where it reflected into, like, the boundary that I had, and they had, like, pushed it. And I'm like, okay, so you heard me, but you wasn't listening. And you get all defensive and the person was trying to be like very uh, manipulative. Like, well, you know, all I did was this. And I said, no, it's not all what you did. That that pissed me off because it's now like you're 
make you're making me feel inconsiderate like like I'm you're being inconsiderate to my feelings and now that makes me feel less valuable in this space with you and now not only do I feel that I feel disrespected now when I feel disrespected I get heated and once I get heated it's very I think it was only like probably like two, including this time probably one other time I've ever been enraged it, it was one other time, oh my God, it was so bad. But it was one other time I felt like, it was really bad. Uh, it was one time I felt really enraged. In hindsight, I had this situation with this man and he basically we had like stopped the connection or whatever case may be. We was in a relationship though. And he, we had broke up because it was, it was very much gaslighting. We just broke up, all right, cool. And, um... He still, you know, had some of my belongings. <clears throat> and you know how, like, that gray area is in, like, relationships where you are, you broke up, but y'all still, like, trying to figure out what's going on or just trying to separate from each other and stuff like that. Because, like, why do you still have my things if you was, like, you know, really done? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it, it didn't make no sense to me. So all in hindsight, I found out there was another young lady at his spot. Very wrong. With your shit? Yeah, with, with my your shit. Yeah, now? with my Ooh. shit. And I was like, in my head, I'm like, I know for a fact. Because, you know, you won't let... It. Once you have new company, you're like, oh, yeah, you could do whatever. You know, whatever the case may be. The only thing in my head was I knew that some of my belongings, they were going to use. So I was like, oh, it's not the fact that you have somebody else there at your house. Whatever the case may be, we broke up for whatever reason. Cool. It was like a week. And I was like, oh, that was very quick, but hurtful, of course. I said, oh, you still got my belongings with you. I said, you know what? I think I still got, like, some shorts or something I could give to you. I'm going to pull up. Very wrong. Very wrong. Very, very wrong. Very, 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 very oh, yeah, wrong. you were saying right. Yeah, I was, and my sister and my best friend was like, no, don't do that. You don't need to do that. And in my head, it was like, no. You need to do that because now it feels disrespectful. Now it feels like you're trying to make a fool out of me and not even just because of the whole relationship aspect, just because you have my things and you're going to be thinking, this woman's going to be thinking that, oh, yeah, you know, I'll be daggone. Actually, I'd be damned if I would have seen her in, like, her Instagram story or whatever the case may be posting something because she casually posted. And one of my alma mater shirts or... um uh, using one of my bags. I had left one of my bags over there and stuff like that. And then also, it, it was just it was just too much. So I had went over there, and it wasn't like a bombarding type of thing. Like, I'm banging on the door, like, you better open the door because his family was at the house because he stayed at his family's house. And his, I talked to his father outside. I'm like, you know, hey, is he in there? He was like, yeah, yeah, he's, he should be in there. I was like, okay, cool, thank you. It's not like a, hey, uh, it was like, you know, casual conversation. I knocked on the door. His niece had opened the door, and I was like, Oh, hey, you know, is, is your uncle back there? She was like, let me go check. I'm standing at the door. It's not like I'm barging in. I'm not coming in because I don't do that to people's houses. I wouldn't want nobody to do that to my house. But I'm there, though. Still wrong, but I'm there. <laughs> so she goes back, tries to get him, and he doesn't come out of his room. I can see his room, like, straight, you know, through the door. He was scared. And yeah, so she came back, and she was like, yeah, he's back there, but... Um, you could go back there because she was playing the game. Like, you know, like she's kids are preoccupied. They're like, okay, whatever, whatever. Just let me play the game. She was like, yeah, you go back there. I said, okay, well, I have some of his things. I told her just like this. I'm going to give it to him. 
and I'm going to leave, get some of my things, and I'm going to leave, okay? She said, okay. She's like 10, 8, 9, or whatever. She's like, okay. So I go back down, knock on the door. He was like, what? So I open, I knock again. He was like, what? So I open the door, and he's laying in bed with the woman. Child, I'm not even, I know some people was like, oh, my God, I would have. Child, I look. I say, hey, y'all, listen. I'm talking just like this. I'm not yelling. I'm not, oh, my God, how could you? I'm like, hey, y'all, look. Here's some of your things. You ain't got to get up. Y'all enjoying yourselves. I'm going to get some of my things out of the drawers, and I'm going to be out. Girl, there was a black man, but he turned white when he saw me, child. I said, oh, my God. So he gets up, you know, all the rage, 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 whatever, woo, woo. But after the whole fact, I was really, like, sitting there because he was going to get my things that I was waiting out the hallway. And after the whole fact, I just wanted my, my things. I didn't want nothing else. I didn't want my energy up in that house. And um, I go to my car and stuff like that, and he gets to doing the extra and the most because I was just going to leave, and whatever else I left or whatever was going to be there because I just got whatever it was. But he started doing the most when I was walking back to my car, and I was like, um, I was like, you can't be doing that. You can't be making it seem as if, like, you care I'm, this much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I said, you know what? I'm pissed off. You, if you thought I was pissed off by driving over here in like full red vision, I'm about to be more pissed off because you try to act as if like you pump faking like, oh yeah, big whatever, woo woo woo, and you know you was wrong. So I told him. The funny thing is, he had my. I had let him borrow like my silk sheets because I silk uh, sleep on satin and silk sheets. I told his brother. I said, tell him to bring me the sheets that he's fucking that girl on right now. Tell him to do that. Wait, pause. They was real silk sheets. They wasn't polyester. They I don't was think they was polyester. <gasps> it was a set. Wow. Yeah, girl. Why did you let him borrow? Because it was, was, it was it for you for when you came it was, over. Yeah, there? it was because we was like oh, I was okay. over there majority of the time. Okay, keep going. And I think that was so petty. And I was like, but when I reflect, that wasn't fucking petty. Yeah, silk I, I reflected. I'm like, oh my god, this is so bad. But at the Ooh. same time, but like, because like when I look back, mind. At, maybe it was a little. Petty, it, it, was, it was very petty, and I felt so bad at the time, at, like afterwards. But during the time, I was like, no, like I'm, I'm pissed, like. Fuck all y'all. Fuck you. Like, I'm about to get all my shit and get the fuck up out of here. Um, but looking back at it, I really kind of was, like, disappointed in myself because I don't really get to a point of rage. It takes a lot. It takes a whole lot for me to get from angry, to, to even get angry for real, for real. But to get angry to a point of rage, very seldom. And I think that even being a black woman, you know, some people try to minimize our anger. They try to minimize the fact that, you know, you can't, well, okay, you just angry at this or whatever the case may be. If I'm voicing a concern, if I have a boundary, sometimes that could see, be seen as me being spicy or feisty or being um, angry. And it's like, no, I'm, I'm not being all these other things, like angry as you may try to put them with me, but if I try to stabilize a boundary... You know, a lot of the times it's looked as it looked as as it is looked at as um, anger, and I just want to ask, like, how does that feel having that type of stereotype placed on you, or if it, or if it has ever been placed on you? Um, I don't know if I specifically feel like that stereotype has been placed on me mm -hmm. because. I probably am not as outward with my anger mm -hmm. 
or my rage as I could be, or I mask mine. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like healthy, not unhealthy way that I express my anger is through that productive way of my craft. Right. And so I kind of sugarcoat it so that people don't really know how angry I am. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't think that that falls on me or it's, the finger has been pointed at me directly. Right. And been like, oh, you're the angry black woman. Yes. Like that. But again, this book that I'm reading, because... Ooh, <laughs> what book this, are you reading? Um, it's called Unbound, A Woman's Guide to Power. I have a mentor who I was having a meeting with, and she... It was another thing that really en enrages me. It's one of my family members. Mm -hmm. And, of course, you can't, like, quite get rid of family members the right. way you can get rid of people on U Street, on Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> but um, I was just telling her, like, I've been struggling with this family member situation, and what I've come to is that I'm really sick of not speaking up Okay. Or my family members not mm -hmm. speaking up. And I was explaining that I feel like I come from a lineage lineage of women who just don't have never spoke up. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to like fault my the women who came before me and my family. I'm not going to fault them for that. Because even in this book, what I'm learning is that we as women have been like, We've been conditioned to be in this like fake submissive space mm -hmm. where we're not supposed to ask for too much. In order to be a good girl, Look, in order hello. to be a good girl, you can't ask for too much. You can't mm. want for too much. You can't disagree too much because then you're problematic. Then you're not like a good girl anymore. And you're I've been issues. And yeah, like, yeah, why would that even have yeah. to be a thing? Why can't you just take this and be okay with it? Yeah, I've been. Oh, yeah. I've been. I've been for like forever. I've always thought of myself as like the chillest girlfriend, mm -hmm. the chillest like female homie that you could ever have. I always prided myself on that, but I'm trying to be a problem now like I'm really trying okay. to be a problem I mean in the I, best type I, of way in the best type of way because I have seen the product of like what a man looks like when a woman speaks her mind in like the most productive way possible and that and that woman is not like not quiet she ain't yeah, quiet she said quiet. she says what it is she feels but it's for your betterment she might say it's it. not it's, out of like just trying to boss you around yeah like that, but this is my concern and I'm gonna speak on that yeah and I, I don't even think it's just like us being angry and that's I think that's something that everybody else we got if women have been conditioned to be this way that also means men and everybody else has been conditioned to think that a certain way that we're supposed to be a certain way as well mm -hmm. so it's just like a unconditioning and a new way of learning mm -hmm. of yes. the new world order that's all mm -hmm. it is and it's just like if we angry, we 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 probably got a right to be angry. We probably got a right to be angry, or the the, the order of things just it's not right. It's not, or we've been handed the like the short end of the stick, and it's kind of like, well, why can't you just take it? And it's like, no, I don't want this. I think everybody's got a short stick. Somebody's got a short stick somewhere. That's a good yeah. one. I Every, think everybody does. Everybody's got a short stick. We all go through our shit. Everybody might have a right to be angry, but it's just like, what? How do you communicate it in yeah. a productive way? I and think I that's. I was going to say that's 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 one of the other questions. Too. And are you and are you listening when a person says something to you? I yeah. think that's another thing. Are you listening? Yeah. Like another thing in the book, it 
it talks about like what the submissive space is, but it also talks about what the dominant space is. And I'm not just speaking, speaking sexually, just like in life, when you are being submissive, your attention is focused inward on mm. what it is you feel, what it is you need, what right. it is you want, what it is you desire. But on the dominant hand, your focus is outward on whoever it is you're That's having this conversation with. And so what I'm finding as far as like this angry black woman thing, we get caught up and we get mad because we want to be in the submissive space, but also our energy be focused outward and we get caught in the gray area. And it's just like we... We have to be in spaces where we can be submissive fully or we can be dominant fully. We got to get out of the gray area mm -hmm. so that we can fully communicate what it is we need, we need what it is want. we require, what it is we would desire, what it is we need to see and not be. Another thing that the book said is we tend to feel more comfortable complaining about things opposed to mm -hmm. telling you what it is we require and what it is we need. Because again, that feels naggy, that feels bossy, mm -hmm. that feels like the angry black woman. But it's just like, no. In order for someone to give you what it is you want, in order for the world order to be restored or whatever it is we call it, you have to be able to communicate like straightforward. Mm -hmm. Hey, it's too hot in here. Um, could we turn the air on a little bit? I'm just playing. I'm just giving an example. <laughs> I'm just giving an example. Instead of being like, oh, God, it's hot. Why you like your room so hot? Oh, this is pissing me off. But no, instead of just that saying like, a good instead you just say, okay. it's, it's a little hot in here. Can we turn the air on? Mm -hmm. And then if that's not angry. That's just saying, hey, I need things. I need this environment I to change. I think it's a duality type of thing, too. I think that black women, especially... Um, I like how you talked about the submissive and the dominance where it's taught in, in just relationships and in, in, in general, we're taught to be, you know, uh, we're taught to be like, you, sh you should be a good girl. You should be submissive, but then also you should be dominant. I think that's possible in a sense, but at the same time, that's the consciousness of your duality and what you, what you focus on. Because I like how you gave the example about the air conditioning, like, you know, just being straightforward rather than just masking it. I think that was like a much passive way. And that makes so much sense because I do experience a lot of um, our women do things in a passive way. And it's like, you know, why didn't you just ask? You know, a lot of my friend group were very big on uh, one of my sisters says, put your pussy forward, like put it forward. Because why are you acting and sitting here like, oh, I'm just going to take this or like, huh, like you said, in a nagging way or anything like that. No, put your pussy forward and ask for what you want and you'll receive it. Like, you better root for your damn self. It's hard, though. It's very it's, hard. It's hard because it's like we have been conditioned this way forever. 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 Our parents, our mothers, our grandmothers, Aunts. like everybody, oh like the, the women in our lineage, it's not just my family, have been taught to be this way and so that's like a curse that is you can't just read the book and say oh yeah that's that sounds familiar and that feels familiar but it's like work that you gotta I do daily do. because oh i'm still God. terrible at it i beat myself up about <laughs> it like i i'm i didn't cry yesterday but i mean i did have a talking to myself like bitch why is this so hard <laughs> like it's, all you gotta do is open your mouth and say what the fuck it is you feel why is it so hard right um I do believe that having partners around you 
who encourage safe spaces for you to just like say whatever the fuck it is you feel and not and you know that regardless of if it's different than how they feel Mm -hmm. you're still gonna be safe yeah you feel safe when i like when you talked about like safe space so being in a safe space and being around friends and just like you said partners or whoever it is do you feel as if like when you do feel like these type of emotions uh and when we go back to anger when you do feel angry do you feel like certain people you're safe you're safe to be to experience that emotion with them or tell them like you know what I'm angry I'm express why you know not in an unhealthy way but do you feel safe expressing that emotion um, with the partners that you have now or the friends that you have? Some of them. Some of Not them. Not all of them. Some okay. of them. Why is that? Um, I think the partners that I feel safe with They let me feel it, Mm -hmm. and I don't think they try to talk me out of my feelings. I think they help me understand the feelings more, Mm -hmm. and the people who I don't feel safe with yet, I think they try to rush me out of feeling it, to be honest with you. That's something. Yeah, I feel like they try to rush me out of feeling it um, or make the feelings feel, I guess, insignificant or try to make me feel like it's not as valid or it's not as big a deal as you're making it be. And Mm. it's just like, I don't always need that. I don't always need that. Or maybe when I'm expressing it, I don't need that at this moment. Maybe you can talk to me about this tomorrow Mm -hmm. after the red that I see is like a little pink or something. <laughs> but I, yeah, the people who they let me feel it. Right. They sit with me as I feel it. That's beautiful. Cause I've definitely pulled up. <laughs> I've definitely pulled up at a nigga house at like Girl, don't do it. Three o'clock. No, 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 no. This is a good story. This oh, is a good, good story. story. No, no, no. I've definitely pulled up at a nigga house at like three o'clock in the morning and yelled and cried on his porch. Because I was mad about something that had oh, nothing to okay, do with him, him. Okay. but like he so. he sat there with me and let me yell and let that. yeah yeah he let me he let me feel it right. and then later on after I felt it he was just like okay so da 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 just like okay okay thank you for that because now yeah. I feel more safe with you in expressing this especially anger I think a lot of people are not saying afraid to show their anger but. At some point in time, you it's unexpected to see what could come out of the anger. Like, I know for me, when I'm angry, like, my jaw gets tight and you can, like, I get a vein in my forehead and everything <laughs> like that. Like, it gets real ugly. So that's that's kind of a thing with <sighs> just experiencing partners or people who make you feel comfortable even being in that space. Um, do you feel like some type of triggers uh, activate that type of anger? Or have you ever had triggers to activate your anger? Like if somebody did something, because I know for me, like seeing seeing inconsistency in somebody makes me angry real quick. That's a trigger for me. And it's been very 
difficult for me to cope with it <laughs> in a in a healthy way because sometimes people do forget. Sometimes people don't like want to do certain things, and I'm not saying I because I've learned to not put myself in a space of an individual or a partner or a friend that's inconsistent. But some people do forget something sometimes, or they don't do something all the time. And I really get like this type of ultimate trigger. It's like, oh my God, they are not considering me. They don't like me. They not fucking with me. I must've did something, oh my gosh. But then why can't they do this? Well, they've done it before. So then that makes me a little bit angry. But I've been working on it. But go ahead. I don't know at this moment if I could voice what the triggers are. Because I know at this moment in my life, something that angers me is this like family member. Mm-hmm. And they anger me. I don't like every I think their existence angers me. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> it's okay. Look, you're being honest. Their existence angers me. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't matter what they do. They can walk in a room and I'm mad. Oh, because goodness. I just feel like you... So that's kind of a trigger. In, you, that's a present trigger, if anything. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. But, like, they called me the, on 4th of July and my whole mood changed. I ain't answer the phone. Just seeing their name, name pop up on my phone triggered me. It. I had to call... I had to, like, text another family member to be like... Yo, what's going on? Why why are they calling me? Did they call you? I'm looking on my Instagram to see if they if they got because like they might have somebody watching my Instagram story. They so they mm, try yeah. So it's just like that's shit. insane. But I mean that's I mean honestly with the work that I do mm. and like dealing with older family members. Okay, it's I just get like it. I this is something that I'm going to have to deal with, and that's another one of those situations where it's just like somebody wants to talk at you but they're not listening mm. and we could solve a problem together we could hash it out we could have a productive conversation mm. but you don't listen right. you just want to be right so that mm. triggers me that triggers me and again that's another reason why i stay in the house because i feel like a lot of people are like that and it's just safer for all y'all niggas if i stay <laughs> home because ain't nobody gonna trigger me there it's just me it's, it's me and my walls and my pots and pans and that's the safest that's shit for it. everybody I want I want to get out of that though. Okay. Because I'm getting a little cabin fever, mm-hmm. and there are so many beautiful things out there okay, to experience. To I don't want to be I don't want to be so present on the internet because mm-hmm. it's angry there too. I don't want to be so present on the internet. I want to experience this shit in real life, life and I want to be able to get along. I want to be able to get along. Oh. Y'all motherfuckers angry me. They anger me though. <laughs> Digitally and in upset. real life, you anger me, but. Oh, that was a beautiful explanation. I don't know. I'm uh, the triggers. The it's, triggers. It's, it's a lot. This is something to think about. I just want you to, you know, be present with that because I understand a lot of people think like, why am I angry? And they don't realize certain things can trigger them subconsciously in the subconscious mind. And we ultimately like just click towards that type of emotion. And some people are like, you know, why are you angry? And sometimes people can't explain it. They'd be like, I, I don't know. And whether or not you focus internally on certain things that may make you upset or may trigger you until you find that out, then you'll find the source as to why uh, anger is present. Like you just said, your family member. I now know if that certain family member does uh, show themselves to be within that environment or if I see that and I see your mood change, I'm like, oh, no, I understand. I get it. I get it. And I think understanding certain people's triggers 
Um, it's not so much as like an eggshell type of thing. Like, you know, if I snap my fingers, that that's a trigger for somebody to get angry. It's not to be like that, but it's to understand that person, but then also for that person to understand their own and to work on that and to work more inward towards that. Because once you do that, it causes some type of resolve. Because I could sit here, and that leads me to my next question, I could sit here and embrace that anger, not in a negative way. I can embrace that anger or I could try, like, <laughs> opt, opt out of it, opt out of it and repress it. But what do you feel as if that you do when you're presented with anger? Do you feel as if that you're able to, like, opt out of it and, you know, push it to the side and be like, okay, this is not needed and repress it? Or do you feel as if, like, you're able to embrace it and push it towards a positive way? Or do you feel like you embrace it and push it towards a negative way? I think I embrace it and push it towards a positive way. Mm -hmm. I think I'm also really good at removing myself before it turns into rage. Mm -hmm. I think I'm re I don't know if that's me running away or what, but so. um, yeah, I think I do it in a positive way because mm -hmm. even with this family member, I got productive ways in dealing with it. I'm reading a book. <laughs> okay, I thought that's it, a really good book. I'm yeah, gonna need to read it. I've thought about putting together a press kit so oh, wow. that like, because I understand the work that I do is different and salacious is not how we were brought up. Again, I'm supposed to be a good girl. Mm -hmm. um, I thought about putting together a press kit of all of my work so people understand, oh, hey, there's a way bigger meaning behind this than just titties. Uh, hello? It's a way bigger meaning behind this than her having a shirt on that talks about what gets her wet. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I do, I think... Just naturally, I try to sway, or not even try. Naturally, I think I turn anger into productivity. Mm -hmm. There are times that it gets negative, but thankfully, I think I have a circle around me who tap on me and be like, Kayla, you're better than that. Yeah. And so I'm thankful for those people. I'm thankful for those safe spaces and those people who tap on me and be like, nah, you're better than that. Yeah. How can you, how can you? How can you reel it in? How can you reel it in? <laughs> and even though my productivity be a little spicy sometimes, and I even be having to tap on me and be like, is that the best mm. way? Are you, it's like, are you taking spiteful to a new level right now? <laughs> I'm very, I'm not, I really control my pettiness outwardly because of my ego. And I call this other personality in my head, like, I don't know if you like the reverse me, like the anti me. Girl, she is something else. Like, and it doesn't intentionally come out or anything like that, but sometimes I'll say something and my best friend be like, Dana. I'm like, I am so sorry. I am so sorry. Not to her, but like if we're talking about a situation or something like that, and then like if it includes me and like my anger and like me feeling something, I'm like, man. Fuck all this. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just something that's out of my character. She'll be like, Vina, and just like the whole like tap on the hand, like, you're better than that. She'll really she'll reel me back and I'm like, you know what? Let me just look I'm, at it from a different approach. I'm a little toxic because I love when quiet people or like real calm people get riled up. I'll be like, damn, girl, I didn't know you could not, do that. It's not fun. <laughs> I, I just want to see from afar. Girl, it, I just want to see from it's afar. Like, oh. Okay. Yeah, I just you know how see. like Franklin, uh, you you watch Snowfall, right? You ever watch Snowfall? You know how Franklin be doing that like laugh. Uh, <laughs> you love dancing. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You love dancing. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So I binge watch Snowfall all the seasons in like a week and a half, 
And again, the little toxic part of me, he be so calm. He be so under Girl. control. But the moments where he got mad and turned up, pussy was wet. I'm like, <laughs> ah, <laughs> ah, that's it, that's why y'all make Franklin mad? Franklin, Come get the mad. Way, Franklin, the way that I've experienced that before and I caught myself and I was like, oh, this is not okay. Because like somebody will say something to me and I'm real quick to be like, hmm, okay. And the niggas be like, uh, you good, Vina? I'm like, eh. And then, like, my best friend or, like, my sister be like, nah, bro, like, relax. Relax, relax, relax. I'm real quick to say something back to somebody. But I really have to, like, calm down because if I don't, it's very much, it's it's very much not productive. But I do think I embrace my anger in a, in a way, like you said, that's positive because I love, it's going to sound so toxic. I love, like, showing niggas up. I love showing them, like, yeah. You see this, and also on top of that, I did this in your face, and you can't do it like me. You, you're gonna try, but you can't, and I know you can't. And if you even try, somebody's gonna say, "Oh, you trying to do it like X, Y, and Z?" They gonna use me as an example, and it's kind of like, "Ooh," and I'm not gonna say nothing about it. I'm just gonna be like, oh, "Okay, this is what I do," you know, X, Y, and Z. There it is. Why is that toxic? I it's not toxic fully. I just think that. I, I should do things out of a certain motivation. I think using anger sometimes helps. I've been about to say it. It helps. It It helps. But I would still (laughs) want to use the intention off of just just my pure intention, not just so much anger. But if it helps, if it helps get shit done, then I ain't. I'm not really too mad at it. So well, when you figure out how to use the other intentions, let let me know. Let let the rest of us know (laughs) because until then, anger works. Anger gets shit done. Anger works. I haven't picked up a book yet that teaches me otherwise on what works better. Uh, I mean. When you figure it out, let us know. So this is the part of the show where I get up in your business a little bit. It's called a confession time question. If you feel so inclined to be vulnerable with me, I would really appreciate it. So the confession time question is more so of i I'm going to ask you to do something and you know, you just go ahead and give a response to it. So imagine me, I'm going to, I don't want to use a family member, but (laughs) if, I was somebody that you were angry at or that you have been angry at before you forgave or whatever the case may be. What would you say to me if I was that person? Like expressing like why you're angry at me and how you wish things so you could want me be to break, Hold on, hold on, hold on. So let me break it down. Let me see if I understand what you're asking. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you saying if you my family member okay. who I'm mad at, yep. what would I say to you yep. sitting right here beside me right now? Yep. And, why, and explaining why you're angry at me. And how could we move forward from that? And you want me to do this productively? Yep. <laughs> or the best way that you can. Whatever feels normal to you. Uh, see, okay, all right. This might take a minute or two because <laughs> I be, like, fighting with him in my head sometimes, to be honest with you. I, be re- I got lines laid out. To, to, to lay this <laughs> motherfucker out. I do, I do. And I haven't thought of a productive way to have the conversation quite yet. So, ooh, don't you challenging me today? <laughs> okay. You are that family member. Mm-hmm. Deep down in my spirit, mm-hmm. I love you. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I think you have a good heart. But there are some ways about you that do not make me feel good. Mm -hmm. There are some ways about you that make a lot of people feel bad, and they are too afraid to say it. I think you like to attack me because I stick out like a sore thumb. And that's fine that you want to attack me. It's cool. Because I can take it. It's cool. We can go head to head. But um, it would be a, a huge, it would make me really proud if we could work this out. It would really make me proud. I would really feel like, you know what, God? You, you, gave, a nigga a little, you gave a nigga a little bit of power to be able to work this out with him or to be able to work this out with you. <laughs> Um, I, I'd like you to be able to verbalize to me why it is you feel the need to give me this energy. Um, and I will listen, but... When I speak, I need you to listen to me as well. Because I feel like that's the only way that this, this can work, this can be productive. And if you feel like that's not possible, just let me know. And I can slash your tires. Because <laughs> it can be that energy, it really can. But I am here. I am here. And I really would love to see you at family reunions and wave. I would really love for you to answer for you to call me and I actually answer the phone because I think you're really cool sometimes. I mean, you're the only you're the only family member who got a gold tooth. I fuck with you, dog, a little bit. But <clears throat> there are certain things that you bring to this family that are harmful and hurtful. And I don't want that to carry over into the next generation. I would really love it if we were tighter. And if we could communicate effectively. And if you are really serious about communicating with me, there's some work that has to be done on both parts. And I can help you with the things that I've learned. I can share some knowledge with you. And on the other side, if there are things that you really feel like I need to learn for us to be better communicators, I'll listen. But otherwise... I can still slash your tires. Cut. <laughs> How do you feel? How do I feel? How did I feel? I mean, it was cool. It was cool. It was it fine. Was cool. How you feel? I feel like whoever receives it, I think it was a great way to... Except for the slashing tires. I'm dead ass serious. <laughs> but, but, I'm but, fucking dead ass but, serious. But, but listen, but listen, I do feel as if that just as the way that you were able to voice that, um, not trying to say you gotta go tell them that verbatim whenever time you know whenever the time you see them, but just voicing that and being able to take hold of those emotions of anger or rage really helped you cult cultivate like that type of sentence or that type of statement to them, and it was you were vulnerable and you were intentional with the words that you chose, 
you know, even if it was seemingly like, you know, still some type of tension within them, it still gave that you really wanted to get this message across and that you really want this relationship or between you and this family member to be better. I do. I, I do. And it's just that. like the work, oh, it's the work that you have to do to like, you can, you can pull up to a situation and be responsible and be respectful. Mm -hmm. But again, when, I guess when you talk about like, when you feel disrespected and it's just like, they it's, it, it switches your energy. Mm -hmm. And I guess like the responsibility of always being like, you know, a 10 toes down on, I'm gonna be respectful and I'm gonna give grace because I know you don't know no better. That is where I am still struggling. Right. That is where I'm still struggling. So I appreciate you, Kayla. Thank you so much. Give me your hands. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here on the show today. That is all the time we have today. Um, I am your host, Vina. This is Confession Corner, and we are out. Peace. Bye, you guys.